The following episode contains strong language, references to tobacco, alcohol and drugs, and scenes of violence. Mission debrief access requested. Access granted. Previously on Redactive Rangers. Uh, fans of the podcast will remember my character, Beowulf Odinson. Once upon a time, Beowulf was a cowboy whose father created him as a Hail Mary attempt to prevent the apocalypse. And I've been spending the last 150 odd years trying to make that happen. Yo, I'm Tatitude. What's up? I don't got time for this. Like, I'm sitting here in this damn prison again. Can you tell us a bit about your abilities? Yo, I don't know why people are so fascinated by it, but, you know, I got I got cats all over me and, you know, they do things and stuff comes out and I get a little tricksy with them and, you know, people like me on their cruise because I can do things that others can't quite do. Who is Sapphire Shadow, Goldie? She doesn't care about anybody else. She just cares about getting out. She's not looking to make bonds. She's looking to make bond, if you know what I mean. I am a thief. I'm a world-class thief. But, you know, I've been here since late 2022. I am my codename Equinox, actual name Trevor Bennett. I come from a family steeped in the occult. My parents uh, died protecting me with a spell when someone was trying to kill me on my 21st birthday. And my sole mission in life is to find whoever is responsible for the loss of my parents. I kind of took some of the aspects of their powers, thereby I have some powers from my father that I have uh, power over the shadows. My mom, I also have the power of light around me. A beautiful, perfect, calm night. Not that a lot of you would know. It is a pretty average night within the secure facilities built within the mountains at the Big Iron. And because the lot of you have actually shown pretty good behavior this year, you have all been allowed into a common area where you are allowed to watch Paul Blart Mall Cop 2. Fuck you. Right? So, Sapphire Shadow, Tatitude, and Equinox, who have all been given this privilege. Uh, first of all, do you accept it? Unfortunately. I mean, it's better than sitting in that dumb cell. You are allowed to just hang out in your cell. Now what's better than being in the cell? I gotta stretch my legs at some point. I'd rather watch Paul Blarth than nothing, I guess. Alright, so to give you an idea of what this little setup looks like, picture every cluster of cells with those couple of picnic tables at the bottom floor that you've seen in every show. 
Now picture one of those dark with a couple of bed sheets tied up on the railings for a projector, which is playing Paul Blart Mall Cop 2. They can't trust you with an actual TV. Someone will throw it, you see. Yeah. So tell me what this scene looks like. I assume no one's actually watching the movie, so... Well, I, I, thought, I was about to say, well, I haven't even seen that movie in the first place to make any commentary about it, other than the fact that, what's his name, Kevin James is in it. Has anyone really seen Paul Blart Mall Cop 2? No, but it's made so much money. <laughs> People might have viewed it, but has anyone really seen it? I didn't even know this. there was a second one. <laughs> I thought that was a joke. No. <laughs> no, I wish that was a joke. Well, I'm using the benefit of the darkness to smoke a cigarette in hiding that I got smuggled in and read a fashion magazine. Just kind of watching everybody. I like to people watch. Not even like high fashion. She's reading 17. Right, yeah. Like anything I could get, okay? My gut says make you roll a stealth check for that, but my heart says rule of cools. I love that. I'm not going to make you roll a shit. That's great. So you're sitting in the back, uh, smoking a cigarette, flipping through a magazine, kind of people watching. Equinox, you sleepy bitch. What are you doing? I don't know. I want to feel like he's doesn't feel like he's above them, but he himself does not feel like he's some quote-unquote like common criminal. So you are also judgmental in a corner, I assume? Yeah, just completely stone-faced watching what I presume and other people have said is a hilarious movie. Just no laughter. Just complete stone face. Well, I feel like that's the typical reaction for Paul Blart Mall Cop, but uh, Tattitude. I'm pretty sure I have seen this about eight times, and so I have a full-on Mystery Science Theater 3000 thing going. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, but I give no fucks how much I'm pissing anyone off who really wants to watch this piece of shit, but, like, here we are. We're doing this. You know what? I definitely imagine that, like, a couple people around you are, like, sort of annoyed, but there is, like, one or two people kind of sitting in your vicinity who occasionally, like, throw in a line or two there. Some asshole named Sticky Steve thinks you're hilarious. Oh, yeah. Meanwhile, while this viewing is going on, outside of the Big Iron, a black Hummer, big ol' SUV army-type vehicle rips through the desert, racing toward the Big Iron, containing one Beowulf Odinson, who has been called... Quite suddenly here. Beowulf, how are you feeling? Irritated that I'm in a car, not on my horse. That is perfectly acceptable, and I assume that some not-getting-paid-enough schmuck has apologized to you several times for that. Son, sorry's just a word for people who don't know how to fix problems. <laughs> Damn. Well, that certainly describes me, sir. I just get paid to drive. I kind of want to write that down so I can say that to someone in the future, because what the shit was that? Honestly, like, I felt like I should apologize. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, after several moments, you eventually do pull up to the front of the Big Iron, which from the outside looks like uh, very inconspicuous. It just looks like a typical prison. But you can see that, like, part of the uh, prison itself is built into the mountains, which you, having experience with all of this before, know is where a lot of the juicy stuff is. I, I think it's safe to say that you pop out of the SUV and you're greeted immediately by some 
prison staff there, no one particularly important looking. Mr. Odinson, thank you for showing up on such short notice. If you'll follow me, we can get you where you need to go. I just look at him and just walk by him. Alright, just walk him with a purpose, already know where you're going type thing? Yeah, I was gonna say Mr. Odinson was my dad, but it literally can't be. <laughs> yeah, my dad would be Mr. Gorson? Borson? I think Bor is Odin's dad, I don't remember. It's not important. That's my daddy, brother. That's right, I'm from Asgard, Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, guards who were initially there to guide you just sort of trail behind you as you make your way to a conference room, which I assume is where a lot of your meetings have taken place here. And uh, you see this older gentleman, uh, just this ancient-looking guy, held together by the magic of modern medicine and not much else, who looks rather surprised to see you. I wasn't expecting you for another seven minutes. I wasn't expecting you to still be here for another seven minutes. He extends a handout towards you. General Onyx, Director of Department 15 of the Majestic 12. What do you want, General Onyx? And with that, we go to our Paul Blart viewing party where, uh, I don't know, the blurtiest part of the movie is happening. I haven't seen the motherfucker myself. Look at this motherfucker on the Segway. How do you, why, how can he actually catch this dude? He can definitely run faster than this shit. And so while she's commenting on the movie, I turn to Sleepy because I don't bother to learn that his name is Equinox. I say, oh, look, looks like there's some fresh meat coming in. Because we see him come in, right? He doesn't, like, walk through the little area that you're going through. Oh, okay. But just because it's fun, I will say that there's, like, a gated door or something where you can see, like, at the other end of a hallway, crossing, like, a T-intersection. Hey, Sleepy, looks like some fresh meat's getting in here. Who's that Jagoff? I've decided he's from Philly. And it's about at this moment that gated door actually opens, and you see a guard in full riot gear uh, steps in. He's got, like, a full shield and, like, a stun baton, and he, uh, booms out. Shadow! Tattitude! Why? Equinox! Come with me, please? If I just fold up my magazine, put my cigarette out on it, and then follow, I don't ask questions. Just do it. Just like a burn mark on Emma Stone's face on the Seventeen magazine. Yeah, yeah, very cinematic. So, this guard herds you toward the, uh, hallway where there is another, uh, riot-style guard at the other end of it. Yo, Tony, why? Why? Why the uniform today? I'm not in a mood. Like, why you gotta bring all this bus out, dude? It's not you, it's us this time, Tattitude. You've been good. That's why you're here. I'm surprised, too. Just come on in, we'll talk about it. You kind of make your way through, and as you get to the end of the hallway, um... Tony steps to the side, and you see this, uh, small, wiry-looking man in a very nice-looking suit look up at the three of you, and he very dryly says, The three of you have previously shown interest in Operation Redacted Rangers. Do you still show that interest? Oh, that Power Rangers bullshit? I mean, I guess. What about it? <laughs> Dio, Dio, Dio. <laughs> of course I'm still interested. Let's bring it. Does it get me out of here quicker? Yeah, hun. It will still reduce your total sentence? Yes. Then I'm in. Then the answer is yes. Wonderful. 
Follow me, then. He sounds like he enjoys his job. <laughs> this guy and the two riot cops lead you into a conference area where Shadow and Equinox would definitely recognize the quote-unquote uh, new blood standing there. Director Onyx looks up at the four of you and says, It's nice to know that the three of you have decided to stick with the mission. Please feel free to be seated for a moment. Director Onyx, what the hell is this? I'll get to all that, but first some brief introductions. We're gonna have to get to know and trust each other very well over the next little while. I'll begin. Not the icebreakers. My name is General Onyx. I'm the director of Department 15. My power is that I'm the director of Department 15. And he gestures towards you, Beowulf, with a facial expression that says, yes, we're doing this. Uh, alright. Two truths and a lie. I have a big-ass gun, I'm wearing a cowboy hat, and I'm enthusiastic about this potential opportunity. This is Beowulf Odinson. He's got a really big gun, and he's very enthusiastic to be here. I would describe that more as a faux cowboy hat worn by pretty country boys, but that's just me. Pretty country boy? I've been doing this since 1872. What do you want about And he sort of almost smiles as he gestures over towards Sapphire's shadow. <sighs> Yeah, I'm Sapphire Shadow. I don't belong here. And I'm ready to get out of here as soon as possible. And I think that's as much information. Gestures toward Equinox. My name is Equinox. Uh, I don't know. I got no parents, but uh, I'm here to find out who killed him. And if this gets me out of here, then I guess I'm going to have to put up with you fine folk. Wonderful. You're also very descriptive. Tattitude, perhaps you'd like to enlighten us about who you are. Yo! Tattitude, kind of regular around here. We're not gonna go into that. New guy has some attitude, which I think I like, but that could also be a lie. Wonderful. And then last we have. Where the fuck is the last one? And at this point, the doors are kind of thrown open, and you hear, Hey, get off me, asshole! Hey! Leave me alone! Ugh! And he's kind of thrown to the ground. You see this, uh, just really dorky-looking guy. Like, he's all buff and ripped, and you can tell that he wants so hard to be seen as a tough guy. But he has a face that just screams, punch me as hard as you can. Channing Tatum. And Director Onyx looks down, and this is your final teammate. His name is Boom Headshot. He has a gun. Now that we've all thoroughly gotten to know each other, let's go over what your mission is today. And he holds up this clicker, and you see, like, this projector turns on out of nowhere, and you see a skyscraper on fire. To make a very long story short, it's hell out there right now. I know it wasn't you, Tattitude, there's no need to worry. To make a very long story short, the city is being attacked by dragons. Come again? Oh, fucking dragons? Like in, as in a fire-breathing dragon? I don't care. I want to see a motherfucking dragon. Let's do this. In some instances, they have been breathing ice. 
But yes, dragons. And he kind of looks over to you, Beowulf, with kind of a facial expression that reads, Do you see why we called you? I understand why you called me. I don't know why you called these other folks. I mean, the same can be said for you, son, but cool. How many dragons have you slain? So far, we have taken out at least two or three. Our numbers are still coming in. However, we have called you in for a very specific reason. And he kind of clicks his little clicker. You see a map of a theme park. You know what? I will have you all roll me. Like, in general knowledge, if you guys have any form of expertise that might be kind of pop culture-y, Brandon, I've got history, mythology, and superhumans. With how long you've been around in this area, I'll go ahead and call it a history check. <laughs> I have expertise streetwise. <laughs> yeah, I have expertise magic. Okay, so Dan, I'll have you roll a general intellect check. Joe, you know what? You're also kind of someone that's been around the area. I'll let you go ahead and roll the streetwise for it. Uh, Sapphire Shadow, what are your expertises here? Arts and heists. I don't know if that would really be relevant, so I'll have you just roll me a general... Maybe I bring that up, too. Like, what do... This is just a death mission. Well, not quite. Yeah, if you could just roll an intellect check, then. I got a 21. 4. 15. 19. Dan, your childhood was filled with magic and brooding. Yeah. But the rest of you would immediately recognize this as a local theme park known as Wondertainment World, which is a very Disneyland-style park. It was just sort of like a tiny local attraction until somewhere in the 1980s when they wound up getting the Space Cadet license, and off to the races they went. About to fight dragons in a theme park? Hell fucking yeah. And you do see that in particular this is a satellite photograph of the Space Cadet Park within Wondertainment World, and Director Onyx gestures up to it. Within this location, we happen to have a very high importance target who needs to be extracted as soon as humanly possible. Clicks it again. Again, everyone but Dan would immediately recognize William Wallace Wondertainment III. CEO and director of Wondertainment Entertainment, LLC. Mr. Wondertainment and his family for years have been very useful in the Majestic Globe's operations. For reasons we cannot disclose at this current time, or any time to be perfectly honest with you, this family has done more for American security than one could possibly describe. You ever heard of the second Cuban Missile Crisis? No. There's a very good reason for that, and we have this family to thank for it. So what, he just wants to ride in there and rescue this CEO feller and head on off into the sunset? Long story short, yes. And he clicks again, and it jumps over to uh, what looks like a satellite image of a uh, city, but... Again, everyone but Dan would kind of be able to pick apart. I know that it's just everybody except this idiot. <laughs> everyone except the guy whose backstory involves parental trauma. I'm sorry your parents didn't get to take you to Disneyland before they were viciously murdered in Equinox. God, it was on my 21st birthday. <laughs> Meanwhile, back to the plot. 
But yeah, you recognize the satellite image being of another one of the theme parks within Wondertainment World, a place called Hero City. Director Onyx continues, You will be dropped off within the Space Cadet Park. From there, you will have to navigate to Hero City. You will have to go to a restaurant called The Cowl's Meal Mystery and Marvelous Show. That is where Mr. Wondertainment is currently being held up. Are there any questions at this time of your objective? Can you, uh, repeat the name of that restaurant? Yes, it is The Cowl's Meal Mystery and Marvelous Show. Yes, Miss Tattitude. So why do we have to say the crushy old man? Because we have no one else to send in, and we need him alive. You are saving him because you are a bright young individual who doesn't want to spend the rest of her life rotting away behind bars. I have a question. Yes, Miss Sapphire Shadow. If I agree to this, um, can I get cool tech? Upon agreement for this mission, you will be given a full loadout for the duration of the mission. You will have to get it back, but yes, Miss Shadow, you will have cool tech. Excellent. What's the plan on getting him out of there once we find him? And he clicks his little button and it switches over to, uh... You see, like, the top of one of these skyscrapers where there's, like, a little chunk of, like, the peak of a roller coaster peeking out from the top of this building. This is the Duskman Shadow Coaster. It is the highest point within Wondertainment World. You will have to climb up the maintenance tower in order to get to the top of that, at which point you will activate a beacon which will be given to you upon reaching the mission. Do not lose the beacon. Yes, Tattitude? Can we have a spare? Unfortunately, this is experimental technology. We would love to have a spare, but we would also love to not be getting attacked by dragons. Any further questions? You have a bet going with Keith Richards over who's going to die first? God damn! Mick Jagger, actually. What kind of uh, resistance should we expect to find? Dragons. <laughs> and that's where he clicks again. And y'all see just a cacophony of all sorts of fantasy critters. Griffins and manticores and cyclopses and giants and little goblins and director Onyx acting like all of this is just a regular day. So it seems as if every fairy book you've ever read has decided to attack our poor little town. Isn't that neat? That's not the theme park stuff, that's real? Okay, so in fairness to some of these, and he points at, like, these little elf people, those are theme park employees. The rest of them, oh yeah, that's real. My brother have something to do with this? Your brother? We're currently looking into the matter to see if your brother has anything to do with this, Mr. Odinson, but at this time, we believe that that would be a negative. Hmm. This feels like something my brother would do. It sure does. As for these three, is there, uh, 
what guarantee do I have these convicts are going to cooperate with this operation? Ah, yes. Now that. And he clicks again, and you see a, uh, basically see what looks like it could easily be the promo for, like, the latest Markovic watch. And Director Onyx continues, We're calling this the Iron Bracelet. Unfortunately, our marketing people were not able to come up with a better name at this time. Long story short, Miss Shadow, Mr. Equinox, and Miss Tatitude will be putting on these bracelets before they board the vertebrate, which will be going toward the location. These bracelets will keep GPS monitoring on them at all times, and will deliver one hell of an electrical shock should they try to do anything particularly naughty. He turns to the three of you. Wearing this bracelet is dependent upon the mission. You will not be allowed to go on the mission without the bracelet. You will not be allowed to get time whittled off of your sentence if you don't put on the bracelet. This is non-negotiable. Turns back to you, Beowulf. Does this help assuage any fears of yours, Mr. Odinson? I'm sure they'll be in line. Wonderful. There's a reason we called you in, and that is as an insurance policy. To make sure they do. He turns to everyone. Any further questions? I guess not. Nope. Gonna break into a theme park, fight some dragons... Get a crotchety old man and get back out without dying. Sounds easy. Wonderful. In that case, I will ask that you all follow Tony into the locker room. That is where your equipment, as well as your outfits, will be. You will find that your outfit should be rather familiar to you. Godspeed to the lot of you. And, uh, Tony the guard kind of gestures to a lot of you and says, All right, come on. All right, let's waddle down these little hallways. A lot of you get to, uh, this locker room type area. Beowulf, you're already kind of, like, you've shown up in your full loadout. I don't know, there's a water fountain there if you're thirsty, I guess, but, uh... <laughs> I'll just find a water brood against. Fantastic. For Tatitude, Equinox, and Sapphire Shadow... The three of you would see that your um, supervillain outfits are clean, nicely folded, set up real nice, along with whatever equipment you guys might be used to. I imagine that uh, Sapphire Shadow, for you, it's just like this entire corner of the room is just loaded with different gadgets and outfit choices for you. Ah, it's so beautiful! As I run over to my section, and it's ambiguous to know if I'm talking about the biometric decoder or my catsuit. And while everyone is suiting up, there's the wiry-looking man who spoke with Sapphire Shadow, Equinox, and uh, Tatitude walks back into the room and approaches you, Beowulf. Mr. Odinson, may I have a word with you in private? If that is possible in this facility, sure. It is very possible. Please follow me. He looks up at uh, Tony and shows a badge. I'll have him back in 45 seconds or less. And Tony kind of like nods along. He kind of takes you into like uh, 
he kind of like takes you down the hall a little bit and kind of like brings you into a broom closet. It's astounding it's taken this long for me to meet you. I'm General Opal, Director of Department 10 of the Majestic 12, which, for the record, is the Department of Divine Affairs. All you fellas got gem names? We do. Honestly, I think that the naming convention is pompous, but it was around before me, and I assume it will be around long after, Mr. Odinson. I have a very limited window of time to inform you about some things that General Onyx for some reason felt the need to leave out, but I feel as if you in particular should know about. Well, go on. Tonight's events have been brought to you by Dionysus. Hmm. Beowulf, you would immediately recognize Dionysus as the Greek god of festival, wine, celebration, and madness. Basically, every 20 to 40 years, this guy shows up, causes a big scene, and generally ends up being a thorn in your ass. (sighs) Well, that's annoying. It certainly is. Now, whether or not you decide to let the rest of your team know about that particular detail is up to you, but should you be willing to accept it, there is a secondary mission for you here, which would put you in the black as far as our debts are concerned. Well, I would like not to answer every time you people call. Wonderful. Then if you get the opportunity, you will kill Dionysus. So he's been spotted on site, casually killing a Greek god? He has been spotted right in the center of Wondertainment World, loudly boasting about how much this party, and I quote, fucking sucks without me, unquote. Has he been diddling William Wallace Wondertainment? It would seem as if he has some sort of issue with the way that one William Wallace Wondertainment III throws a party, yes. Dionysus is the god of one opiate for the masses, and Wondertainment's the god of a different opiate for the masses. One of them gets you drunk, one of them keeps you as a child for your entire adult life. I feel like you and I, under better circumstances, would be famous friends, but unfortunately this is the part where I must take you back with your team. And he extends a hand out. I sincerely would like to apologize for the circumstances of my organization, but I would like to thank you for your assistance tonight. Oh, you're a good man. Do you shake his hand? I'll shake his hand. I don't suppose you have any way of killing a Greek god, Andy, do you? And he kind of looks towards your handgun. One of those right between the eyes should do it. And he leads you back into the little locker room area where I assume at this point everyone's suited up. I don't know. Sapphire, have you decided which outfit you want to go with? Yes, I am in. It's just like a tactical cat suit. Sapphire accents. It's gorge. Thank you. Y'all did good. A tactical cat suit, if you will? Yes. Meow. Meow. So yeah, I imagine, Sapphire Shadow, you've kind of got the last year gadgets together. Yep. I'm ready. Tattitude, I imagine. Tattitude and Equinox at this point, I imagine that you guys are... It took me like three seconds, and I'm like, what the fuck is everybody doing? Yeah, I imagine that you're kind of sitting there, like, uh, 
I, I, I don't want to speak for you, but I imagine that you're kind of annoyed with Sapphire Shadow. Just, do I go with this one or this one? Oh, no, I find it fascinating. I didn't know. I'm, I'm terribly confused. Like, I changed clothes, meaning, like, I took off the gross orange jumpsuit thing. I had taken, like, the top part off and wrapped it around my waist and just had, like, on a tank top underneath. And I'm just like, I get to take off the dirty orange thing and put on black jeans. Like, done. Whatever. My arms are out guns ready but i'm watching i'm watching this crazy lady over there with all this stuff like why do you need all that stuff you can't travel fast when you have that much stuff but but every now and then just like but what does that do i bet i could make that a tattoo yeah i I need that as a tattoo you might be having a similar reaction to boom headshot boom headshot is uh like, in basically full riot gear, and has just as many what appear to be gadgets as uh, Sapphire Shadow, but upon closer inspection, they're all just different guns. This man has, like, half a dozen different guns on him, and he's just loudly boasting, Huh! Colt 45! Huh! Like, he grabs, like, some sort of assault rifle, and just, Huh! Say hello to my little friend, just being real fucking obnoxious about every gun. Which is absolutely covered in guns. His superpower is that he's Republican. (laughs) (laughs) Once everyone is fully equipped, Tony kind of goes, Alright, everyone, follow me. And he uh, leads you through uh, another dark hallway before throwing open a door into, like, this little courtyard area that looks like it's meant for, like, prisoners to have, like, some sort of outdoor time. But at this particular moment, uh, has been converted into a makeshift helipad for this really high-tech... Imagine, like, a helicopter with, like, two wings and two big-ass turbines on the bottom of those wings. It's like a Quinjet. It's like they rotate from the down position to the horizontal. Yes, yes. To change the thrust. Yeah. Yes, something like that. So you get taken to the fancy plane. Where you are kind of heard of the board, doors slam shut, and this thing is up in the air and flying before you can even, like, process that you are now on the plane. There's this, uh, big black duffel bag kind of in the middle of the plane. You hear General Onyx's voice come on over, like, an intercom system. Within that bag is the beacon. Don't lose the beacon. Which of us is the most responsible to keep track of this beacon? Ooh, that's me. Uh, I'm gonna say probably not. That is definitely not you. Which one, um... <laughs> I think Tattitude can carry it. Alright. Oh. We'll give up. Okay. Wait, no. What? Wait, what? No. What? You? We're not giving it to Mr. Triggerfinger over there. Boom headshot looks at it, sits down. <laughs> I don't want responsibility. Yeah, that's plain to see. Look, I mean, if you really want to trust me with it, let's do it, but... What about you, Tex? You know what? Let's let Tattitude do it. I got faith. No, emo boy. No. Down. Down. Go back to your shadows. (laughs) No, I think Tattitude can carry it. She's fine. Damn it. Equinox needs uh, his arms free for the uh, bow thing, right? Oh, true. I do. Well, you need your shoulders free, at least, so you don't pull yourself... It's like a full body thing. Yeah, and Shadow needs to be light and unburdened in order to do what she needs to do, and I don't trust Boom Headshot to be anything more than cannon fodder. It looks like you only need one hand to shoot your gun. 
Yeah, but I don't feel like carrying it. You know, honest. By the time that this debate over who carries the beacon wraps up, the Sky Stalker is like starting to approach Wondertainment World. You hear uh, Director Onyx's voice come on one more time. So to quickly recap, you will be dropped off at the Space Cadet Academy. From there, navigate to Super City. Find the Cowell Restaurant. Get Mr. Wondertainment. Get to the top of the Duskman Shadow Coaster and activate the beacon which you should not lose. Director Onyx, we didn't really specify what happens when we turn the beacon on. If you are saying anything to me, I cannot hear you, and you should have asked the question earlier. Thank you for flying with Majestic 12 Airlines. We hope you enjoyed your flight. And the door opens. Can I kick the bag wherever the noise was coming from? Sure. Out of just frustration of like, fuck you. Yeah, yeah, you can give the fabric of the bag a little what for. Boom headshots, just all sorts of eager. Just, alright, time to kill me some monsters! You shouldn't be so eager to deal out death to things you don't understand. Haha, <laughs> what are you talking about, old man? This is gonna be like fish in a barrel! And he starts to walk off. If we die, I think it's gonna be because of that guy. The only thing that's gonna die is gonna be a bunch of monsters! Cause I'm gonna be out here like, boom, headshot! Boom, headshot! Boom! And at this point, a big white dragon does in fact dive bomb him. And you watch this dragon's tooth go through the back of Boom Headshot's head and out his mouth. And the two fly off. Boom. Headshot. I scream upon saying this. Kobe. But yeah, we're here, everyone. Vacation all I ever wanted. Look, I'm just glad it's licensed music this time and not whatever Dionysus was making up. Wait, wait. Who is Dionysus? Alright, so huddle up, everybody. We need to have a conversation. The Greek god of celebration, wine, and madness is the one who's behind this operation. Yo. He sounds fun, though. He wears off real quick. He starts off fun, and then he keeps talking. Yeah, no, people say that about me, too. <laughs> oh. <laughs> give, me, give me a little pat on the head. Don't fucking touch me. <laughs> I'm just picturing Tattitude as, like, very, like, bat most five feet tall, and I'm, like, I don't know, six, six, two-ish, I think I said. And just no, like she's six, two as well. She's tall. Oh, is she? Um, Sapphire and Shadow, do you have any reaction to finding out that you're fighting Dionysus? I uh, I think my I had a scared reaction by the dragon. So I'm I'm pretty terrified but also like I just want to get this done. I'm ready to get in and out and keep everyone on track. Fair enough. In my head I'm like okay, whoever this Dionysus guy is, whatever. Let's get this done before one of us is next. I'm looking like a snack, but I'm not one. Let's find a map. Like, there's got to be like a little we you are here site map somewhere in this apocalypse. Find out where the restaurant is. Well, everybody just be on your toes. Wasn't sure if you'd get on the plane if uh, I told you we had to go shoot a god in the face. I want everyone to take a hero point. Yes. Do we uh, start with one? 
Uh, yeah, you all started with one, so you should all have two now. Unless someone has somehow managed to spend a hero point without me noticing, in which case you really need to talk to a hero point, uh, financial advisor. So, you all hop off of the Skystalker, it zips away before you can even turn around to look at it. And at this point, I would like everyone to make me a perception check. I got a 24, Brandon. Yeah, I got a 21 altogether. So, 8 plus, so mine's 19. 29. This thing flies away, and you all immediately hear, (coughs) And you turn around, and you see that uh, there's this big old, like, starship-looking Ferris wheel-type thing that has this group of little, little kids. The bottom of it has this trio of satyrs. Those ancient Greek monsters, like the little fellows with goat legs. Yeah, Mr. Tumnus ass. The Danny DeVitos. Mr. Tumnus, that kills me. You see Danny DeVito, sheep, you know, sort of just (laughs) trying to figure out how to get the kids down, like trying to push buttons on the Ferris wheel. While up at the top, this group of like five or six harpies is like dive bombing uh, the little Ferris wheel cage that the kids are in. They're already dead. Hey, let's go fa- find that restaurant. Oh, they're not dead yet. Ah, help! We're very much alive! They have exceptional hearing. And the harpies are gonna get them any second. Let's stay on mission. Uh, I'm gonna blast one of the harpies. I wanna toss a fireball at one of the satyrs. I'll shoot one of the- attempt to shoot one of the harpies out of the sky. You said there's how many? Three? We'll call it, like, five. There's, like, five harpies in this guy. And, Sapphire, it sounds like you want nothing to fucking do with this. Well, now everybody's attacking them, and I have to sigh and roll my eyes. Because I know if I go forth without them, I'm a dead. I'm dead. So I have to fight with them, even though I desperately just want to get the mission done. So, I guess I prepare myself for a battle that I don't want to fight, but I guess I'm going to have to. <sighs> Hold your action until someone gets close to you and you tase them? Yeah, I'm gonna tase them. Straight up, I will. Alright. And I scream, I've got a taser, and I'm not afraid to use it! Dan, Joe, and Alex, go ahead and roll those attack rolls for me. 28. That fucking hits. Uh, Alex, what did you get? I got a 16. Barely hits. Uh, what are the DCs on those? Start, Alex? 27. And Dan? 25. Neither of them rolled above a 10. So, uh, I want you guys to tell me how you shoot these things on the sky. This time we'll start with Dan. I want to shoot it through both wings, like as they go back, destroy its wings and make it fall out of the sky. Just splat. And so it was. Alex? Yeah. Um, so I uh, reach down into my holster, I pull out the Hammer of Odin, and I cock the hammer back and aim up into the sky, and storm clouds begin to gather above the ferris wheel, and a bolt of lightning flies from me and into one of the harpies, vaporizing it. And so it was, and you hear, uh, like, these other three harpies just kind of, like, let a ah! surprise shriek-type noise. The satyrs kind of spin around and look. Joe, what did you end up rolling? 28. Oh yeah, that fucking hits. What's the DC on that? 23. 
At which point you stick one of these satyrs real fucking crispy like, or I I guess I'm assuming what attack you're uh, what attack you're using? Fireball. Um, but I was technically wanting to like aim it amongst like the group of them to try to disperse them away from harassing the kids. I mean, if you wanted to power stunt that, I think you should be able to make that like a burst attack. Oh, I totally tossed that extra hero point to make that happen. Joe, you deep fry two of them. Tell me what that looks like. She's still carrying the stupid case, and she has a little bitty cute kawaii fire spirit on her arm, and she slaps it, pulls a big ol' fireball out of her forearm, and just pitcher-style throws it into the middle of the crowd. I imagine that your arm, like, kind of glows when one of the powers activates. Or, like, black inky flame when it activates, is that safe to say? Oh yeah, absolutely. Awesome, yeah, you lob this thing right smack dab in the middle of these things, and all of a sudden there are two perfectly cooked goats in the middle of this little Ferris wheel type area, and at this point, we are going to roll initiative. Why am I going to get a nat 20 on the fucking initiative? How was that helpful? 24 altogether. 23. I rolled a 16 initiative 4, so I have 20. 10 total. Uh, top of the round, we have Dan. So there is one satyr and three harpies still flying around. Okay, I'm going to try to keep with the shit in the air. Ooh, okay. I have the Artificer Advantage, which is uh, use my expertise magic to create temporary magical devices. There are three harpies in the air, and I want to have my bow drawn and then create two, like, bows next to me just floating in the air and then pull back and fire three shots. A power stunt with the extra hero point? Yeah, yeah, I'm going to use my hero point to then negate the... Yeah, I was about to say, I don't think... I'm not really planning on using the artifice, uh, artificer bit of it at all, um, but I'll definitely let you roll, like, a multi-attack type thing, because that sounds cool. Now, come on, this is what I need, another nat 20. Come on, back to back! 21 for the first one. 18. Oh, God. And then... 14. Two of those are going to hit. So, what is the DC on that? 25. They're still dead, but with dignity, I guess. You want to tell me what that looks like, buddy? I'm, you know what? I'm going to shoot one right in the ass, just straight up through. Which kind of causes it to... Lose its flight traction, goes careening right into a light pole or something like that. The other one you get square in the throat or something visceral like that. Something that would make the 90s action voice give you, like, some ultra combo. Kill-tacular. <laughs> <laughs> Running riot. Uh, do you want to move or anything after that? Now I'm Gucci in the back. Alright, then with that, it is going to go to Beowulf. Uh, I'm going to reach out mentally to Hugin and Munin, and I'm going to ask them to fly up and comfort the people who are scared in the top of the Ferris wheel. And then I'm going to blast, uh, I think there's still satyrs down here, right? There's no more harpies up There's one harpy. There's one harpy left and uh, one satyr. Oh, well then I will go ahead and just blast the harpy, because the satyr's on ground level. First, uh, I want you to roll me a persuasion check for Hugin and Munin. I'll let you go ahead and use your stats on that. I don't know if you have anything in persuasion, but... Sure don't. I rolled a two, so they're probably not overly enthusiastic about the talking birds that come into the booth with them. They're not even saying words, they're just like, wah! They think it's like something else coming to attack them. 
We'll say that there's like five kids up there, right? Like the four older ones are just, they don't even acknowledge the bird. But there's like this little two-year-old on there who like one of the birds flies up. Be not afraid, my child. <gasps> I told mommy that the bird could talk, but mommy didn't believe me when she said the bird could talk, but the bird is talking. Can you say other words? And we'll go to your attack roll. Uh, I got a 21 to hit the harpy. Oh, uh, yeah, you fucking smack him real good. What's the DC on that? 27. Yeah, you cooked him. Tell me what that looks like. Yeah, so I sort of sigh and I tell Hugo and Immunum, please don't, please don't let me hear what you're hearing right now. I can't stop. And I just, blam, thunderclap up into the sky and strike down another harpy. And with that, you uh, smack down the last of the harpies and, uh, you know, you hear that there's like a bit of a silence for a brief moment before you can very clearly hear one of the kids, THE BIRD'S TALKING! <laughs> uh, Goldie, you're up. Can you roll me a perception check? Eleven. And then, hold on, let me add it. So, nineteen. Okay, yeah, so with a nineteen, you are definitely going to notice that, uh, creeping up behind you, totally close enough, though, for you to give him a good schmackin', there are two additional satyrs. Like, how many items can I use at once? Because I am, like, tactically trained. So could I tase one and then, like, punch the other or something? Typically, you are only attacking one foe. However, you can do power stunting, which lets you add, like, a little additional addendum to your power. In this case, you could power stunt a multi-attack. Which does come with the caveat that you would be uh, rolling at a negative two because you're attacking two enemies. Okay. It would usually give you fatigue, but you've got two hero points. You could definitely spend one to make sure that doesn't happen. Yeah, I'll do. I'll use a hero point. All right. So I rolled a 17. I don't know what I need to add to it. Let's start here. Are you using your ranged teaser attack, or are you smacking them with Thundery Fist of Fury? Yeah, so I guess I'll just do a, a like, a, like hand-to-hand. So you're going to want to roll twice, take whatever's on the die, plus that number, minus two. So I rolled a 17 and a 19 plus 10, so... Both of those hit. So what is the DC on that? DC shot blast 25. Oh no, they could just barely survive this if they roll nat 20s. (laughs) Which they sure as shit didn't do. Go ahead and tell me how you knock them both out. I like sidekick one. And then I got like, you know, some kind of shot punch. Punch one of them and then lightning goes everywhere. It's pretty cool. So yeah, you catch one of them. Like, I imagine that the kick doesn't even have anything, like, shocking with it. You just, like, crunch his ribs. Yeah, like, God, his little, his little satyr ribs are nothing compared to my powerful kick. You have annihilated his poor little goat body. I feel so bad. I'm like, oh, I didn't want to hurt you, buddy, but... 
so from there it goes to the one satyr that is still up. Actually, the last enemy that's still up at this point. I think that, like, feeling deflated that he just watched his backup get completely taken out by you, Sapphire. He's gonna, like, flick his little bow at you. He's got, like, a little bow. He's gonna try and stick you. Is your dodge plus ten higher than a twelve? Yes, my dodge is a 12. Exactly. I imagine that this guy, realizing that he's the last one, his hands are really shaky, and he just whiffs it. Tattitude, there's one left. Yeah, you know what? You know what? I'm not... Mm, mm, you were supposed to die. I'm going to make shawarma out of you. Come here, son. This is bad! Technically, I'm trying to intimidate him to make him run away. But I'm also going ahead and prepping another fireball, so... Okay, so, like, you're kind of setting your arm on fire in, like, a threatening way? Yeah, because I want him to run off, but if he doesn't... Yeah, roll me an intimidate check. 29. So tell me exactly what you say. I already have two goat bodies. But I got three friends. I will make shawarma out of you. Get the fuck out of here. Fuck! You see him, like, go to turn and sprint away, but this poor little guy ends up smacking face first into, like, one of the Ferris wheel carriages and just out cold, out like a light. Nice. So that takes us out of initiative, and you hear the little kids yell, Ah, get it down, please! You hear the little two-year-old, Thank you, doe! I will go over and see if I can figure out how to operate the Ferris wheel to get it to come down. Not Susie, now they're just stuck up there. And I'm going to wander the area to look for a map. I'm going with Mama Sapphire. Sapphire and uh, Tentitude, go ahead and roll me some perception checks. Alex, if you want to roll me a technology check. And Dan, what are you up to? Mainly keeping an eye out for fucking dragons. Like, I, I don't want it to seem like I'm like, oh, I'm in a theme park, but I'm also like, oh, this is fucking cool, but I don't want anybody to know that I think it's fucking cool. On one hand, you're terrified of dragons. On the other hand, you grew up with a poster of Wondertainment World on your wall. Never got to go, and now I'm here, but for really terrible reasons. He liked Wonder World before it was cool with dragons. Uh. <laughs> I got a 26 on my perception check. And I got a 17. I got a 7 to save the children. Fuck them kids. <laughs> They'll figure it out. We 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 destroyed the enemies. They're kids. They're they're smart. They'll get down. They got themselves up there to begin with. Exactly, Tattitude. Thank you. Alright, uh, you know what? I think I'm liking you, Mama. Sapphire and Tattitude, uh, after like a moment of looking, you guys are able to find like this big old map where like one side of it is like specifically a map of like the park that you're in right now and the other side is like a broader map of the park and we'll say that like one of you guys is investigating one side the other one's looking at the other you're trying to see what you can see equinox you'll we'll say that you're like close enough to uh beowulf to where you're there to witness uh you know beowulf kind of like looks at the controls all unsure presses one button there's like a big old fast kerthunk, and the kids just, ah! Beowulf, like, looks a little more unsure of himself after that. 
did Beowulf just murder the children on accident? No, he just made them go really fast, really quickly. Probably made one of them boop himself. That would have been a, a wild turn. Beowulf did not kill a kid. He might have murdered a pair of underpants. You know what? They could stay up there. It's safer up there. Uh, Hugo and Mutant, come down here and grab uh, some popcorn and pretzels to take up to him. <laughs> Tell him to stay put until the authorities show up. You know what? For comedic effect, we'll say that uh, Munin is the one who actually flies right onto the button. That works it. Get some cotton candy, too. Hugin's on that. The Ferris wheel rotates down until finally um, the door of the uh, cabin gets thrown open and the kids come pouring out and they're just, Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, Mr. Your Birds Can Talk. Mr. Your Birds Can Talk is fine. <laughs> There's a bathroom over there. Go lock yourselves in until the cops show up. And the little two-year-old looks up at you. Where are you going, Mr. Birds That Talk? I'm gonna go shoot God in the face. Ah, <laughs> oh, are you trying to get to the evil spooky man? Hey, what do you know about an evil spooky man? I know that the evil spooky man, he made that building over there fall over, so you can't use it to no more. Okay, so Tattitude, like, totally, like, shrinks all the way down, and is, like, at the eye level of the little one. Okay, so Batman, that building, made go boom. Can't go there? No, can't go there. And, like, he kind of, like, waddles over to the map, points to the street that you actually needed to go on, and he said, can't go there. I got some candy for you if you can show me a better way. <sighs> Where are you trying to go? Trying to go to Hero City. Oh, Hero City, where? The restaurant, uh, where a show happens. Are you talking about the Kawamama movie? Yes. Yes. Oh, that's easy, that's easy. And he kind of, like, real excitedly, like, he's talking at a million miles an hour, but he kind of points out, like, a little, what he insists is a shortcut on account of the buildings that fall into down. But, yeah, he points you exactly where you've got to go. Awesome. Please make sure that you don't kill Wally Wonder. He's my favorite cartoon. Facial preference. Good job. <sighs> Peppermint candy. I love them. Don't. Don't run in. Oh. Billy. Billy, I got peppermint. And he kind of runs off towards the bathroom that you told everyone to hide in. It's not my fault if they choke on him. Look, you saved them from harpies. If they choke out peppermints, that's God's way of saying, no, I want them. Yep. Mm-hmm. Sometimes he throws dynamite in the gene pool. <laughs> hey out there, everyone. Pope here. Ignore my voice. I just got done gargling sandpaper. Hope you're enjoying the first episode of Redacted Rangers, everyone. Special thanks to our friends Alex Golby and Joe for joining in on this one. Sorry, Dan, you didn't have a choice. This is the first of three of these Redacted Rangers episodes, and it's back to our regular story with Chapter 72, The Great Enveloping Cosmic Dark, Part 2. Also, October's almost here, and that means two things. First of which, we're planning three more of our Halloween stream series, featuring the Masks and Mayhem crew, as well as a few special guests, some old and some new. Second is our five-year anniversary. Crazy to think the show's been going on for that long. We're planning to do an anniversary stream on October 9th, more details coming soon for that. Just a reminder that you can support the show by donating to our Ko-fi account. That's ko-fi.com slash mayhemcast. But for right now, Let's get back to the game.
I assume that we uh, shove off then. Hi. Yeah, let's go save. Uh, let's go save the capitalist douchebag. Come on, everyone, roll me some stealth checks here. Oh, I got you in spades, baby. Twenty-two. Minus twenty-seven. Attitude, you don't look happy. Thirteen. I got a whole twelve. Still high enough. I got spurs the jingle, jingle, jingle. Well, they don't manage to jingle, jingle, jingle loud enough to alert any form of monsters, beasties, or dragons. So, you manage to uh, walk through the Space Cadet Park, which is just this beautiful, like, 1950s, like, very retro sci-fi looking area. They based this park off of, like, one of the weird seasons of Space Cadet, and that eventually sort of naturally progresses into the Hero City part of the park, which is designed to look and feel like uh, just a regular, normal city, but, like, a lot of the attractions are built into, like, skyscraper facades and shit like that. Anyways, you manage to progress along, like, occasionally. You'll see, like, abandoned monsters, but not wanting to deal with them. You'll just hold up for a moment, wait for them to fuck off, keep going. After... 20 minutes of walking through this park, you eventually do see this big 1950s-style neon sign lit up this noxious red that clearly reads Cowell's Meal Mystery and Marvelous Show. Oh man, that's the place we gotta go. Yeah, I was gonna say, call me Captain Obvious, but I think this is where we need to go. Do you think they have food in there, like, ready to eat? Nothing that is safe for human consumption. You don't want to eat anything that's been in the presence of Dionysus. You don't have a burger or something t- tattooed on your body that you can just feed yourself with powers? It doesn't have nutrition. Like, I never feel full when I try to do that. That was a really bad day when I tried to eat him, but never mind. You tried to eat somebody with pronouns? Nah, nah, this one. This one, and she shows you a monster that she has tattooed, like, right up at the arch of her shoulder blade and shoulder. And she's like, nah, I had him come out because I was real hungry this one time. And anyways, I'm still here. She has a fog tattoo or mist. And so it's a full sleeve. And so the monster is like up here as if it's staring at her the entire time. Right around at the elbow, there's a mirror tattoo where it looks like she's looking through her mirror. And it's, like, looking up at the monster that's looking at her. That's really fucking cool. Third one, roll me, uh, perception, though. 27. Dirty 20. Dirty 20. Dirty 19. Okay. This actually, uh, character-wise kind of works out perfectly. So, all four of you kind of get to a point where you can see, uh, the Cowl restaurant. But Beowulf... Equinox Tattitude, your eyes are immediately drawn to the primary entrance, which is just flooded with an assortment of, like, hill giants and cyclopses and minotaurs all, like, trying to claw open this front door, which is thankfully for anyone inside very heavily fortified. But Sapphire Shadow, you said you got a 27, right? I did. So with your 27, you recognize pretty quickly that you're not getting into main entrance. 
Correct. But you have a set of skills where that's just fine. So you start casing the place out trying to find another way in. And uh, sure enough, you do see what looks like kind of this little maintenance tunnel area that goes like into the building. So is it a maintenance tunnel or is it like an air vent? Like how tight? Maybe not wide enough to where you could all walk hand in hand down it, but like... Okay, okay, okay. Most of you could Wizard of Oz your way down. Okay, so I'll tell everybody, hey, found an alternate way. All-star, MVP, over here. Let's do it. Looks like right entrance. Good job, Shadow. And I'll let you guys keep your stealth rolls from uh, earlier. Uh, and say that you're able to sneak around the monsters, get into this maintenance tunnel area. You get to the end of it, and you see what looks like a basement entrance into the building, but it's locked. No, it's not. She pulls a key from the other wrist. It, like, stays, like, weirdly attached to, like, the tendrils of her, uh, the ligaments from her wrist, and just, like... Ew, gross, but, like, I like it. Just slides it in the lock and turns. I'm not even gonna make you roll for that. Sure as shit, it is open. You are in the building. You enter, and you're in, like, a little basement storage area. I don't know, there's, like, a bag of nachos there. (laughs) She has, like, carrying the case and the chips, and she's just like, okay, cool. I imagine that you're not being subtle about this. You're just, like, tearing into this fucking thing. You hear a voice. Hi! You're one of those demon assholes, I'll blow your fucking head off! Click, click! You don't have a gun, you just made a quick noise with your mouth. And you see, um, this young, like, early 20s man, uh, with a deep, unnatural orange tan, like, slicked back black hair, and, like, this nice but ill-fitting suit kind of work his way down the stairs. You're the government boys! I mean, and girls, but cool. But, but you're with the dwarves, right? Yeah. Oh, thank God, I thought I was gonna fucking die here. And he kind of stumbles his way uh, down the steps a little bit, turns a corner, pulls, like, a bottle of scotch off the shelf and just throws the cap off it. I don't know why the hell my family's been paying these assholes. They should have got us out of here way sooner. Glug, 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 glug. The day is not over. Death, death can still happen. This man is, like, very clearly kind of panicking still. Yeah, I'm gonna walk up to him and I'm gonna take the scotch out of his hands. Alright. An ounce of gratitude will take you a lot farther than an ounce of this. Huh. Okay, okay. Did your people have a plan on how to get out of here? I hold up the case. Wonderful. Awesome. What is that? Don't know. Love that. But I do know we cannot lose it. As they've told us three times, so... Yeah, we have an extraction point. Excellent. I was given words as to what this is, but it's not an answer. Where the hell are we going? We're going to climb to the top of a roller coaster and push a button. Yeah. You know how many goddamn roller coasters are in this part? Wait a minute. Are you talking about the, uh, the, uh, Shadow Son of a Bitch, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, my old man was a huge fan of that one, alright. Where's Dionysus? Oh, I wish I knew. Probably somewhere in this park causing all kinds of hell. I saw him flat through here on the back of some big old dragon, son of a bitch. Damn near roasted me. Wait, Dionysus is riding on dragons? 
I assume so. I don't know, or someone in a toga got a little too enthusiastic. I'm sorry, like... That's out of character. Thor, dude, Thor. Thor, Thor thing. Person, brother, I don't know. You're saying we can't be friends with this guy because he seems absolutely epic. He is epic until you wake up six weeks later with no money, no memory of what happened. That sounds like a you problem. Look, it's all harmless fun until the madness starts, and when the madness starts, you start to do stuff that you ain't ain't natural, ain't right. And not in a fun pride way, in like a eat children sort of way. Well, look, as much as I'd love to unpack all of that, is the entrance still covered in monsters? Yeah. Of course it is, alright. Aw, uh, shit, 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 shit. Right, alright, come with me. And he kind of runs his way up the stairs and, like, gestures for all of you to follow. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you all make your way up to the stairs, and you see that, like, uh, this place is just very- it is drenching in, like, 1940s noir aesthetic. Like, the walls are meant to kind of look like they're crumbling brick. There's a stage with, like, uh, this cardboard city made to look all art deco and, like, dramatic. There's, like- smoky jazz being piped in through the speakers and he kind of leads you uh this area behind the stage where he's got like a little office area with like a computer terminal starts clacking away like you can see that like as he's typing more and more he's just getting more frustrated shit fuck god damn fuck everything all right Uh, i can't remember the fucking password to open up the emergency tunnels look under the keyboard Mama Sapphire, you got something to help him? You're smart. I know you're smart, lady. Yeah, I I can help out. Yeah, I was gonna say, uh, Sapphire Shadow, if you wanted to roll a technology check on that. Ooh, okay. 18. I rolled a 5, I get plus 13. Um, so with the 18, uh, yeah, you're able to figure this out pretty easily. You want to tell me what that looks like? I just type things into a keyboard. Very hackers. Very Angelina Jolie, um, Johnny Lee Miller hackers. God, what a reference. <laughs> Computer gobbledygook. <laughs> yeah, you uh, clackety clackety clack away. Clack, 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 clack. And uh, at a certain point, you know, you hear like this loud... <laughs> and uh, WW3 go, oh, thank God. I mean... He starts running toward the stage, stops, gestures for you to follow, and then keeps running. I guess we follow the scared dude. Yeah, yeah, let's follow this guy. And as you turn the corner back onto the stage, you can see that, like, the entire, like, the entire stage is basically opened up, like, trapdoor style, and it, uh, leads to, um, the staircase much narrower than the maintenance tunnel that you used earlier. Like, you can only walk single file down this one, but, like, it's this very sterile-looking white service tunnel. Wondertainment goes, Alright, now this will take us about a block away from the coaster. We got that going for us, at least. Yeah, why don't you stay with us? Let one of us lead the way. Oh, don't mind if I do, big guy. Hey, uh... Government man told me there was supposed to be five of you here. Oh. Uh, yeah, and... Boom. Headshot. Into the sky. Huh. He got eaten by a dragon. It's too late to go get that bottle of bourbon again. Yes. yes. You and your family didn't have anything to do with summon Dionysus out here, did you? Look, bud. 
wanted to do was throw a fucking New Year's celebration so we could rake in a shit ton of money so we could start to recoup some of the losses that we've experienced with Wondertainment Plus. Buddy, that's not a real answer to my question. I have nothing to do with this, and if I do, I'm sorry. One old insight check. Call your bluff. Right, I don't believe him. Ooh, I, I, I am insightful. I got a 19 plus 4, 23. 14? 21. You got a nat 20 for a 26. You know what? All of you are able to read that this man is too scared to lie right now. This is the most honest that an American businessman has or ever will be. So Tattitude definitely clocked that Odin's son asked this guy, did you perform a ceremony to summon Dionysus? I think it's safe to say that you caught something like that, yeah. Not being subtle about it. She is definitely filing that away for later. Tattitude will remember that. Summon him all you want, I'm gonna shoot him in the head. Oh yeah, he definitely... There's a there's a ceremonial ground somewhere. Making your way through these service tunnels, it is mercifully much quicker than you'd think. Like, you can tell that it's very, like, cuts diagonally through the park, essentially. The service tunnel kind of, like, breaks off to a point where you're able to climb up a manhole cover and get back onto the actual street. Thankfully, there isn't anything immediately nearby, but you do see that in front... On this big old sign for the roller coaster, there is an assortment of two cyclopses, uh, a minotaur, and like a big old hill giant. Like right in front of where you've got to go. I feel like I might be able to fare well in a fight against cyclops as they only have one eye to begin with and I can basically meld into shadows. I think we should avoid a fight here if we can. Try to sneak around. Oh, yeah. Also that... (laughs) Oh, well, here's the thing. There isn't really another way to get into this building. Unless you can think of a way to distract them. Oh, I think I might have something for that. Do you have, like, any kind of, like, little creature tattoo you can take off and, like, have it run past them and, like, scurry away? I have my monster, but I also have a bear trap. I mean, I'd say that monster would be better at distracting than the bear trap, but if you have an idea of how to distract a bunch of monsters with a bear trap, please don't hesitate. Nah, nah, she's going full monster on monster. She's just going to walk up to Thor and shove the case in his hands and go, I can't carry this right now. I will take it and I will put it in uh, Wondertainment's hands. Ah. We're going to trust that guy with the thing that we cannot lose? Apparently. He's already lost his theme park to dragons. (laughs) He does not have good business decisions. That's fair. He summoned Dionysus here. I mean, she's not wrong. Fine, I'll carry it. <laughs> Take a hero point, Goldie. That was funny. <laughs> Thank y'all. When she activates the monster tattoo, she becomes the monster now. And so it's it's a transformation. So she's going to be like, <laughs> inky monster and like, ooga booga. And uh, 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 not intimidation. Um, It's deception to like trick them into chasing her or some shit. Okay. Yeah, go ahead and roll that. 17. Uh. Yeah, please tell me, how how do you Scooby this do? So she, she turns into this creepy-ass thing that's all inky and slithery and, like, 
play face meets carnage and like that's what she is and she's just like hey boys want to have some fun Mm. and runs yeah you take on this monstrous form and hit him with the old catch me if you can routine and like a buster keaton movie these monsters sort of point and go booking after you We'll get back to you in just a moment. Everyone else, what's up? Good job, Tattitude. Uh, I guess we're sneaking over to, uh... We're sneaking this guy where he needs to go. I, I'm not even going to make you particularly sneak, on account of there is nothing to spot you now. But once you get to the front door, you do see that it is, in fact, locked. Which, uh, seems to stress Mr. Wonder Man way the fuck out. You ain't got no keys for your own part? Oh, I fucking dropped them! Okay, but we don't have, like, an RFID badge or something. What's well, a riffin'? Mm, you're an idiot. Cool. Are there any, emer- and then I ask if there are any emergency exits. He sort of flails about, he says, This place is, I don't understand how it hasn't been shut down. We don't have any emergency exits on the coaster. Oh, wow. Okay, wow. Shadow, do you think you can unlock this door? I think I can. I have... I don't know which one of these tools that it is, but it'll do it. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, worst case scenario, you can just roll, like, a general technology check if you don't have something specifically for lockpicking. Yeah, I'm gonna do that. 13 plus... 26. So with a 26, while this man's having a full-on existential crisis, you just, like... I just whip it out. You just, like, sort of with barely a flick of the wrist, this thing's open. Alright, so you guys are in, but real quickly, we are going to go back to Tattitude, who is being chased by this gaggle of monsters. Uh, boy howdy, I'd love to know what your next move from here is. Okay, so... The reason she has this tattoo is to be able to, like, hide in the middle of the city when she's running from people that are trying to attack her. And so normally, like, she will hide in an alleyway and become the creepy monster and be like, blah, But that's more difficult when there's other monsters after you. So she will go for intimidation this time to maybe maybe make them stop for a second. (laughs) Okay, so, like, get him a decent distance away, turn around, hit him with the old ooga booga? Yes, yes. Uh, roll for Intimidate. So, 28. You get these guys, like, around the corner. What exactly do you do to scare them? So, when she turns around, and she's already kind of creepy tall, but... She's able to, like, stretch up even taller, and what was, like, tenderly shadowy, inky things she sends out as, like, spikes suddenly, and what would be her stomach opens up into a giant maw with stalactites, like, and stalagmite structures that are teeth instead, and just viscera on the inside, and so a similar sound comes out of her as, like, Gorga monsters or something from... Stranger Things. Thank you. First of all, take a hero point for the noise. Yes! And all four of these quite sizable monsters haul ass the fuck away from you. 
Oh, with with that, you're free to rejoin everyone. Which I'm I'm assuming that's what you do. I don't know. Do you want to get a churro first? Yo, if there's like one of those stands around that has like the rocket ship shaped like ice cream pop, she's totally stealing like three of them. You know what? I will say that like as you turn back into your human form, you do notice that you're sitting right next to one of those. Yes. I will say that you're able to like rejoin with everyone just as they're getting the door unlocked and get uh get inside the building. Uh, so I've already finished one of the ice cream pops. I'm starting my second one, and I'm offering the third to the idiot, and I'm taking the case back going, I don't trust you. Calm down. He accepts this trade with no further questioning. So everyone is all caught up with each other again. You guys enter the building facade that the Shadow Coaster is kept in. You don't get too terribly deep in before you realize that it's pretty fucking dark here. Mr. Wondertainment just, ah, oh, shit, the power must have gone out in there. She slaps the palm of her hand on the case to go, hang on. Mm, here we go. <laughs> and she has a flashlight in the palm of her hand. And you flip this thing on and it lights this hallway up like the 4th of July. Oh, hey, that's a pretty neat power there, lady. <laughs> You're able to navigate your way through the hallway and Wondertainment goes, alright, so, pretty sure that, uh, we need to get to the elevator. The stairs have been out of order for, like, six months. We haven't gotten around to repairing those yet, so we're gonna have to figure out how to get this elevator up and running again. <laughs> like, like, you gotta use the elevator, the stairs are broken. Yeah, stairs are broken, we have to fix the elevator. Fucked up, I know. Here's the really shitty part. I think that all the shit for the powers up the elevator, so, uh... You get to the elevator, and, uh, you see that, like, the door to the elevator is wide open. It's on the floor that you need. Uh, there's, like, a computer terminal, like, kind of tucked into the wall over there. Hey, Muscles, can you open the hatch in the top of the elevator for me? Yeah, I can do that. For shits and teehees, I'm gonna make you roll for it. You're gonna obliterate the roll, but I love the idea of you fucking this up. It's funny. I'm not gonna mess it up. First nat one of the night. I can lift 3,200 pounds. I'm sure I can do this. I think it's the opposite direction. Can you be gentle enough? Uh, I got a 27. Clunk. It's open. Great. Uh, yeah, so then I, I'm, I'm scrambling up him to, like, get on top of the elevator car, I'm gonna roll up one of my pants legs, and there's a pogo stick on it, and I'm gonna jump 500 feet straight up to try to reach wherever the heck I can go. So, uh, first, I, uh, can I have you roll me either an acrobatic or an athletic, whichever one is higher for you? Athletics. Yeah, I was gonna say, I feel like that's gonna be athletic, but that looks like a happy face. I mean, it is because it's such a terrible roll. It is a nat one. Oh. Tell me what happens. So the good news is you get where you need to go. The bad news is... You ever play the game Breakout? Yes. Where, like, the ball kind of bumps into one area and then geographically goes into another? Mm Mm-hmm. So once you get to about the halfway point, you 
smack into the side, and you just sort of thwack, 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 thwack your way up. Like, you have enough momentum to where you're still going up, and it sort of flings you into the wall, and the, thankfully the floor you need to be on, just magically the door is open. Are you okay up there, Wily Coyote? I'm in one piece. Okay. Thank you, Mama. I heard a lot of, like, commotion. It didn't feel good, but I'm in one piece. Alright, now you just need to head down the hall and hit the big red button. That's the one favor my father did me, other than leave me with a bunch of money. I'm throwing this guy down the elevator shaft. Please. <laughs> 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 Collateral damage. WW3, um, kind of, like, hovers near the terminal and goes, alright, now I just need to recalibrate this thing once it gets turned back on and we're good. I'm not even gonna make it roll anything, Joe. Just sure as shit, there's a big red button there that says power. You feel like this place was designed by a five-year-old. Okay. Slams the button. With, uh, kind of like a mechanical, like, The lights flick back on, you can hear the mechanical humming of everything activating again. And, uh, this terminal that William Wondertainment is standing in front of, uh, lights up, and he starts clacking away, but pretty quickly it becomes obvious that he didn't become useful overnight. Shadow, do you think you can keep an eye on what he's doing and maybe backseat drive this thing? Sure thing, Capitan. Uh, well, Shadow, if you want to go ahead and roll me a technology check, then. So it'll be 25. So with that, yeah, you're able to handhold the idiot through getting the power where it needs to go, and uh, before too long, you hear the gentle ding of the elevator. MVP, yet again. Uh, so yeah, you head on into the elevator, push the button, go up, ding! The doors open up, and you can see uh, Tattitude standing there waiting for you guys. I imagine still kind of licking her wounds from the ride up. Yeah, she's just kind of like stretching things out and like rolling her shoulders of like, whew, that wasn't a good one. I don't like that one. Good work, Tattoo. Thanks. <laughs> WW3 manages to lead you essentially where you need to go. Just, you know, I was expecting this place to be swarming with monsters and shit. Just... We're actually able to get up, uh, this, this part's been pretty easy. You know what? I don't like it when you talk, because, like, you bring bad juju, dude. Like, stop. Yeah, why the hell would you say that out loud? Come on! And he starts to work his way up a staircase that gets to the highest point of the roller coaster. I gotta say, like, this is, this is calling back to a headshot motherfucker downstairs. Like, is he about to die, too? We can only hope. Wait, you mean that he said that everything was going to be fine? Yep, the dragons don't kill this guy, I will. I think I'll just get us up to the roof now. And he uh, does get you to the top of the staircase and opens it up and uh, it leads to like a gravel grounding, like little half walls of brick to keep people from falling off the edge. You know, top of a roof. Throws open the door, and... Ah, nothing's up here. Sir, you gotta stop with this. <laughs> okay, here's the case. This is where we do the case thing, right? 
Yep, we take him up to the top and we press the button. Here, you press this button. I don't... Mm-mm. Oh, can I press the button? And you spin around and you see this wiry, crazed, haggard-looking man in a toga with a three-headed hydra behind him. And with a glint in his eye and a wide smile. Mm, Beowulf. So happy you could come to the party. We're not staying long. We're out of here. Oh, come now. The clock's about to strike midnight. This is the best part. Yeah, I remember the last happened last time I got to the ball. Now I'm quite happy to see you, Beowulf. But you, on the other hand, and he looks daggers into William Wallace once entertainment the third. Good sir, may I make a small critique of your park? Ah, uh, I guess so. Hmm. Well, I do have to say, you wouldn't know how to throw a party if I crawled up your ass! But other than that, I guess it's a fine place to throw a shindig of my own. I'm gonna shoot him in the head. <laughs> Roll to shoot him in the head! <laughs> I got a natural 20! So how do you want to spend your crit? Uh, plus 5 DC for a 32. You talk too much. Sapphire Shadow approves of this action. So you're not gonna believe this, but he also got a 20 on the die. Hate this guy. He is a god, so... What I will say, because you did roll a mat 20 on that, is that you crack off a shot, and it full-on grazes the side of his head. Like, he's got, like, the hair, um, like, from eye to, like, wrapping around. The hair is completely singed off. He's got- you could tell this is gonna leave the gnarliest fucking scar. Mm, good. And he sort of, like, dramatically flails backward and falls to the ground. Just... <laughs> oh, you know how to treat your host, don't you, Odin son? <laughs> Picks himself up off the ground. Right then, I've got other guests to attend to. And you see this big old firework display happen behind him as you hear a massive chime that signals that it is 12 New Year's. And at this moment, the massive white dragon from earlier flies up on the roof, looking at all of you, lets out a hellacious roar. Two werebears hop off of its back. And Dionysus hops up on his Hydra's back, smiles, and says, Well, enjoy, then. And the Hydra begins to fly off. Please, no. Roll initiative. No! What? Fuck! Not so great this time. A ten. So I only rolled a three, and then plus my four, that's seven, so... But I don't have any initiative on this, so it kind of is out. I'm like, I'm... Kind of let them handle it. I've never fought a dragon. I don't know how to do that. That's fair. Seven. Eighteen plus six is twenty-five? No. Twenty-four? Oh, shit. 
Uh, Alex, what is your uh, initiative bonus? I have a plus five. And uh, Goldie, what is yours? Plus four. Okay, so we'll have Alex appear before Goldie in the initiative. All right, well, first up in the initiative, we have Joe. So, Tattitude, there is now a big fucking dragon and two werebears in front of you. They're like werewolves, but more berry. Yeah, no, she's not interested in any of that. She wants to chase after the god on the hydra, so she is going to slap at her back and pull out a glider and take off running and go flying after them. Just yelling, wait, no, I wanted to meet you. I'm a fan. Come back. So, um, go ahead and roll me an acrobatics check on that. That is a two. So you get this glider off your back. Take like two steps forward before your foot slides on some gravel and you just Full-on eat it. Lands right on your belly with a big ol' oof. And Dionysus goes, I do appreciate the compliment, love. Truly. Fuck. She just, like, slowly gets up and, like, dusts herself off. She she biffed this round. So it's the dragon's turn now. This dragon is able to somehow sense the ichor coursing through your veins, Beowulf. And is going to let out, like, this big ol' huff of air to try and, like, blow you onto, like, the other end of- like, the other end of the roof. Like, try to take you out of the equation for a minute. This is a weird thing, but I am immune to environmental effects. Duly noted. I don't know if that qualifies or not. For this, no. For other shit, yes. So I'm happy that you pointed that out now. I'm kind of the god of storms. <laughs> so I'm going to go out on a limb and assume that your dodge plus 10 is higher than an 11, right? It is. So uh, tell me how you evade this gust of wind. I tank it. I stand there and just fully let it wash over me. Alright, yeah, so this thing probably either overestimated its own abilities or underestimated how sturdy you are. Uh, regardless, you blew the big wind, but stand you stood. You big old lizard, you ain't the first dragon I've slain. You should fuck off, dragon. <laughs> From there, it is gonna go to the first werebear, who is going to, uh, sprint forward and lunge at the obvious target. That be you, Tattitude. You are the one that just sort of biffed it right in front of him. I know, I know, it's fine. It's <laughs> gonna swing a big old mini claw at ya. Um, your dodge plus ten, is that, uh, greater than a twelve? Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, how do you avoid this? Oh, yeah, no, I'm so wiry that I just, like, whoop, nope. Just, just sneaky little dodgy-dodgy. Sneaky little dodgy-dodgy. From there, it is going to go to Equinox. I'm trying to think. Are Sapphire's powers from a distance, or does she have to be up close to stun? 
she'd probably be able to hit everything within her vicinity at this point. Okay, so I was thinking I could use my uh, the uh, shadow bind to like get the like uh, around the dragon's feet so it can't fly away, and then have her shock the hell out of it. I like that. He has to roll against uh, because it's an affliction. So like I just cast it, and then he just rolls against it, and then if he fails, it works. If it yeah yeah yeah. So what's the DC on that? Seventeen. Okay, so he's rolling a dodge against that. He rolled a sixteen, bruv. Hell yeah, beach. So, tell me what it looks like. So the dragon, like, lands on this building, and, like, it's casting, like, a shadow as it's standing there, because it's a fucking dragon. Unbeknownst to him, the, his shadow kind of starts coming in, and then it goes under him, so, like, the shadow kind of goes away, and then it just locks around his feet. Ooh, that's really cool, I like that. He realizes what's about to happen, like, a second too late, he tries to, you know, thrash about, but he's sort of snapped in the place all that he can really do now is move his neck about the place flap his wings but can't really fly off or anything yeah it says uh first degree is hindered oh hindered and vulnerable do you want to move for anything or is something about your turn baby boy um i mean no i, I want to stay the fuck away from this thing because i got a bow that's fair i mean do you want to back away from it or anything there's like a maintenance stairway uh that you could duck behind like there's a little brick wall around it get yourself some cover Oh, yeah, get myself out of the fucking way. All right, well, with that, it is going to go to Beowulf. Uh, does Tattitude still have the beacon? I'm gonna say she technically threw it on the ground when she went for the glider, so it's just, it's on the ground, away from her, and where the werebears are. I'm gonna pick up the beacon thing, I'm gonna walk over to WW3, I'm gonna stick it on him, I'm gonna push the button, I'm gonna chuck him into the air. <laughs> I didn't know that was an option! It's like a tripod-type device. There's a, like a big long rod with like a satellite on the top of it. Sadly, it's nothing that you can just like stick onto him and activate. You're, you're, you're gonna have to put a little bit of work into turning this thing on, actually. Alright, I will put some work into turning the thing on. With this turn, you can at least like set the tripod itself up. Once you get to that point, you, uh suddenly see something that's probably very daunting to a hundred-year-old cowboy like you. You see a computer on the side of this thing. Mmm, I don't like that. Does it have a red button? <laughs> Sadly, it does not have a big red button that says on. Mm. It has a keyboard. I can work a keyboard. I will say that that is your standard action, though, so you still have a move action if you'd like. Uh, I'm just gonna keep WW3 behind me. Okay, act as a buffer between the target and the monsters. From there, it is going to go to werewolf number two. This thing really wants to get at William Wallace Wondertainment, and in order to do that, it has to go through the cowboy. Someone's going to try and uh, swing a big old claw at you. Come on, feller, my dance card's open. I'm assuming an 11 doesn't hit. It will not. This thing comes at you, and you just sort of shove him back. Next one's going to be the gun. All right. From there, it is going to go to Sapphire Shadow. Sweet. There's two werebears, a dragon, and this tripod beacon device. I'm going to work on the beacon. Okay. Um. So you get to the beacon and go ahead and roll me a technology check. 29. You're able to get this thing turned on. You're able to 
get all of the code inserted that you need to, you're able to pretty quickly get it to GPS lock onto you. And at this point, you just have to wait a few moments, make sure that like it doesn't get hit, doesn't go absolutely sideways, but you rolled really fucking high. So yeah, you pretty much got this thing figured out. Heck yeah. Mama, you're amazing. They don't call me the Sapphire Shadow for nothing, baby. And you still have a move action? Oh. Yeah. Um, can I do a shot blast damage? Can I do can I do one of those things? I do have two hero points. Yeah, I was about to say, so that would count as an additional standard action, which you can do with extra effort. Usually there would be some uh, debuffs around extra effort, but you have a hero point that can eat that up. So is that what you want to do? I do. All right, yeah. Uh, so there's the two werebears and the dragon. What are we attacking? Uh, let me do one of the werebears. So there's one that is, like, right by you that was trying to attack Beowulf, and there's another one that's on Tatitude. Which one do you want to go for? I'll do the one on Tatitude. Go ahead and roll that attack. Ooh, okay. (laughs) I rolled a three. (laughs) Okay. But, um, plus ten for damage, that's thirteen, and DC is twenty-five. So the good news is that actually does hit. Tell me what it looks like as you smack this bear. So I'm, you know, eating a Twizzler, hacking into this mainframe. I'm, I take out, like, my little phone. It's a phone thing, but it's not actually a phone, but it looks like it. And then I type some codes in, and then it, like splits off and hits an, a laser, a concentrated laser, into this werebear. Um, saving Tatitude. Love it. Yeah, so you managed to, uh, with this, blast it a little bit away from Tatitude, like it stumbles backwards away from her. It doesn't take him out, but he's not looking great after it either. Um... From there it goes to the top of the round, and back to Tatitude. On the outer parts of both of her forearms, she has axes, and so grabs her forearms, slings them out, and suddenly her hands are gone, but she has inky axes for her hands, and she's going after the fucking werebear because this is some fucking bullshit. Yeah, go ahead and roll it. 21. That definitely hits. DC is 27. Tell me how you kill it. Oh, just stupid cliche, quote unquote, epic anime style of just like, posy posy double slice slash, lightning crack, or no, 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 we're going to say firework crack in the distance, kaboom, and there's the silhouette and the bear just slides into two. Oh yeah, bear guts and intestines spray all about the place. The ground is now moist. Do you think this makes good barbecue? I know for a fact that it does. Yes! (laughs) Oh my god. Um, do you want to move at all? Yeah, because she has to move by action, so she's using a little bit to dash, slice, and she's going to keep on running towards the captured dragon. Oh, you're going for the dragon, right on. Yeah, because she's crazy. So, it's the dragon's turn now. And no conventional wisdom, 
says to go for the crazy axe hand lady that's running at her. This dragon hasn't forgotten who ensnared him, so he's gonna try and, uh, spray out this giant wave of frosty coldness at you, Equinox. So does a 14 hit you? I don't know. <laughs> the wall saved you. You start to peek your head up from behind the wall, catch this thing about to release a big old cone of frosty freezing at you, and you duck right back behind the wall. I'll take it. So the dragon, actually... That's a one on the die, so it's still fucking ensnared. Goddamn. From there, it is going to go to the werewolf that is still alive, who, uh... Oh, it's still right in front of you, Beowulf. It'll take a swing at ya. Go for it, Filler. I rolled a fucking 11 again, so... Uh, yeah, you're fine. Uh, from there, it is going to go to Equinox. Then, since he is still ensnared... So, it says I have power attack, which trade attack bonus for effect bonus. My arrows don't have an effect, so would that power attack just make the attack stronger? The uh, the effect they're talking about is the DC. Oh, gotcha. Okay, then I want to power attack the dragon with my shadow bow. Okay, and how much are you willing to take off for your uh, to hit, Dan? You know what? We're going to go balls to the wall and do five. It's a fucking dragon. I, I yeah. All right, then you're rolling with a negative five. 21. You hit him. So, with your plus 5 on your DC, what is that? <laughs> 30. Jesus. I need to swap out my fucking dice because I just rolled another 1. Oh my god. You just did a lot of damage to a dragon. Go ahead and describe that to me. It, like, opened up its mouth to spew that shit at me, and before it could close its mouth again, I fucking sent this arrow straight into its mouth. There's another anime moment where, like, a big old firework bursts off and you see the silhouette of this arrow going through the dragon's mouth. Oh, yeah. It's not enough to kill it, but it sure does do a whole lot of damage to it. Hell, yeah. Do you want to move or anything, or are you good where you're at? Nah, I'm safe where I'm here in case he tries to do that bullshit again. Alex! And this dragon is pissing shit and throwing up, calling for its mommy, wanting a juice box. I'm gonna punish this werebear in front of me for his foolishness. Yeah, I'm just gonna I'm gonna blast him for I'm gonna use five points of all out attack and five points of power attack. Hot damn. Uh roll for blast. Blast. Uh, I'm gonna spend a hero point to re-roll. Cause I rolled a five. Sounds good. Uh that'll be a twenty-five to hit. Uh, yeah, that definitely hits him. What's the DC gonna be on that? 32. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So how do you kill him? Yeah, I basically just, I put the gun in his mouth and I pull the trigger and his whole body gets cascaded with lightning. Yeah, I imagine the top of his head pops off on some Looney Tunes bullshit and it, uh, hits the ground, still convulsing, and the werebear was no more. From there, well, I guess I should ask, uh, Alex, are we moving at all? Uh, I'm gonna hang out and make sure uh, the beacon is good to go, and make sure WW3 is good to go. 
Alright, so then it is going to go to Goldie, who uh, I'm going to ask to roll me a perception check. Alright. I rolled a 19 plus 8, so 27. So you definitely notice that after Alex's gun fires off this big fucking crack of lightning that the beacon starts to, uh... The lights turn red, and that typically doesn't mean anything good. Well, I check on that. Okay, um, can you roll me another, uh... technology check? They're about to airstrike us. <laughs> they turned on the GPS for the cruise missile. I mean, that's what I've been assuming this whole time, because of, like, the style of what this is supposed to be like, so I'm like, alright, how are they gonna try to kill us at the end? Well, closer. 25. With a 25, I'm gonna say that it's not even anything complicated. Something got unplugged, you plugged it back in, and you still get to keep your standard action. Okay. We still have to take down this dragon, right? Sure as shit do. I guess I'm gonna shock blast him again. Oof, alright. Well, 2. I'm plus the 10, so 12. DC 25. You shoot this big old lightning blast, but you manage to hit a part of its hide that's pretty thick, and it manages to just sort of eat the attack. Wah, wah. Uh, you do have move by action, so you can still move if you want to? No, I guess, um, take cover. That is fair. Uh, I will say that you're able to, um, run over to the little wall that Equinox is hiding behind, and, like, dive behind it as well. From there, it is going to go back to the top of the round with Joe. Okay, yeah, she's still running, running, running with the with the axes out. I absolutely want to burn a hero point to do something fuckballs crazy. So she's still running, and she wants I want her to come up with the axes. Like there's a slice up, and then when she's at the top of her leap. She switches to the bear trap and puts it down on, like, the dragon's head. Like, around its eyes snout kind of area. Can I burn a hero point to do that insanity? Yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, so I imagine that to jump that high up, you'd uh, have to kind of activate, like, your pogo jump thing. And being able to use two tattoos at once, that's where uh, the hero point's going to come in. Just roll me an attack. 22. Yeah, I can math. And what's the DC on that? 27. Oh my god. So that's that's the axes. And then the bear trap is a, a cumulative affliction. DC 20 on that. So yeah, I imagine like this thing is kind of bracing itself ready for the axe handles and a big old bear trap manages to snap around this thing's snout, holding its mouth into place, and continues to thrash about violently. It is not at all happy. However, in its thrashing, uh, because the dragon is up next, I'm gonna say that it, uh, it doesn't even try to attack you, Tenitude, so much as, like, its head just sort of whips right by you. Does a... 17 hit you. No. Wow. You see this thing's head whipping towards you, and you manage to just barely roll out of the way of this one. 
Tuck and roll, tuck and roll. From there it goes to Equinox? It still has the thing on its face, though? Oh, yeah, its its mouth is, like, snapped shut. Okay, then I want to uh, use my advantage of accurate attack, which is to trade the effect DC for attack bonus. Okay. And uh, if it's the same amount, I'm going to do it with five. Nineteen. And then minus... So, and then it'll be a 20 DC. Alright, a 19 is going to hit. You release this arrow, it soars forward, smacks him right between the eyes, and it becomes very obvious that this dragon is on its last legs. As we slide on to Beowulf. Well, guess I'm slaying the dragon. I'm gonna do the same uh, all-out attack power attack maneuver on the dragon this time. Hell yeah, brother. Uh, for a 16 to hit the dragon's dodge DC. A 16? Barely hits, but hits. What's the, uh, DC on that? 32. I'm retiring both of these fucking dice. They're dead to me. Tell me how you kill the dragon. I raise my gun up into the air, and I summon more storm clouds above, and I summon down just, like, 15 different bolts of lightning, and I fan the hammer on the gun as I drive bolt after bolt after bolt into the dragon. It's the force of the blast itself that finally breaks the shadowy restraints. And another blast that finally shoots the bear trap off its face. And another blast that separates this dragon from one wing. And another blast that separates it from the other. Before finally, blast after blast has forced this thing to the very edge of the building before falling off dramatically. Crushing a car that already looked like it was crushed by a monster as part of the set, hitting the ground dead. And not a moment after that, you guys see the Sky Stalker fly right up above you and land right where the dragon once was, and the door flies open. And you hear a voice from inside Please recover the beacon. We still need that. Okay, Tio Onyx. So she's just gonna, uh, uh, Tatitude is gonna, like, frustratingly walk over to where, uh, Sapphire Shadow is with it and be like, either I kick it shut or you shut it. I don't care, but I'm throwing it on that plane. And I'm gonna let Tatitude do it because I know it's gonna mean so much. I like you so much. She just like slams the lid shut and kicks the legs out from under it and just picks up this hunk of metal and tosses it into <laughs> the aircraft. So you uh, very ungently throw this thing back on. Uh, Wondertainment rushes onto this thing the second the door is open. You pile back into the Sky Stalker and swoops up into the sky, heads back toward the big iron. And when you get back to the base, obviously you are debriefed. I will simply ask, is there anything you don't tell them? What would we not tell them? Yeah, I can't think of anything I want to keep secret. I especially want to tell them that that guy is the one that summoned the dragons. Yeah, like, there was something sketch going on, and... Yeah, yeah, so I'm gonna snitch on it. 
Because I just don't like him as a person. So I'm like, eh. I'm totally, I, even if I'm lying, I am backing her up on all of it. Redacted Rangers. Operation Jubilee. Masks and Mayhem uses the game Mutants and Masterminds by Green Ronin Publishing. We are not affiliated. Be sure to check out our Ko-fi if you're interested in helping the show grow. The episode was written, produced, and conscripted into government work by Brandon Brownson, with editing by R.C. Byler. If you enjoy the show, please leave a review on PawChaser.com. Our logo art is by Jen Evans, and our font is by A.J. Eisen. Our theme music is by Pope Brandon Brownson. Additional music credits, social media links, blog posts, and episodes can be found on our website at masksandmayhem.com. wanted to you know get people's thoughts and opinions on the adventures for tonight what did you think of this i love this girl so much she just all all of my code switching has gone into her i was excited about tattitude from the very get-go just because like that's a really cool power but then we did the session zero and i got to like understand the character that you were going for And I was just so excited. Is there anything that you didn't particularly like about tonight's adventure? Anything that you wish we could have, uh... That it was only one episode. Like, it was one episode. Like, that's my only problem with this. Okay, yeah, that's fair. But no, I think the pacing for it being a one-shot was really on point. It wasn't railroady in, like, a cliche way, and, like fun environment to play in that I've never really played in. Like, I had a great time. No notes. I just want to play with this crew and character more. Well, I mean, I fucking adored Tattitude, so I I will, I would like for that to happen very much. Cool. Cool. Well, then I guess to open up to everyone else, uh, what did we all think about tonight? Had a good time. I think the Paul Blart set it off on a great note. <laughs> the hardest part for me is always how do I start this thing? And uh uh Dan, RC and I are all in a group chat. Uh me and some of our mutual friends like to get together and watch movies and like we're in a group chat on Facebook where we'll vote on what to watch next. And one of our buddies always puts in fucking Paul Blart Mall Cop too. <laughs> and it's gotten to the point where like between the lot of us, anytime there's a poll, if Paul Blart Mall Cop 2 is not already up there, one of us is adding some variation of it. Like, sometimes it's Paul Blart Mall Flop 7 or some. I, I, I can't think of any good examples now that I'm on the spot, but... Yeah, I really wanted to find some way to set everybody free, but I'm pretty sure Equinox is in the other adventure. Yeah. So I was like, I don't want to, I don't want to not, not let Dan free if I want to let everybody else free. <laughs>
fuck that guy in particular. One question I did have for Goldie in particular, uh, I I was a little worried about like encounterbalancing with you because like you're the least combatty character of this group. Right. Yeah. Did Did you feel like you had enough to do in this? Did you? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, there wasn't like giant stretches where you felt like you were sitting there with a thumb up your ass. I don't, I don't think so. But she's a tactical character, you know, or a hacker character. So, yeah, you actually had more in there for me to do than I thought I would have in a fantasy-driven kind of thing. Because you know, how how am I going to combat fantasy? You know, like, like I'm very happy to hear that because uh, a lot of the not fantasy bullshit like i kind of imagine that as like okay well let's give tatitude but ultimately like sapphire shadows some chances to shine because like heck yeah equinox and beowulf they're gonna shine hard in the combat and with all the different shit that tatitude can do like that shine was gonna come yeah for sure when we were making your character i wanted to give you a fucking gun <laughs> I had a gun. <laughs> Just a fucking Glock 9. That could have been fun. I could have made that work, too. But. It's my Glock picking kit. <laughs> my Glock picking <laughs> kit. 